Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside my man Steve Driver, coming at you for another version of the weekly recap for everything in the world of sports. We are located here in southern Indiana. We are on the air, courtesy of our man Dugan Ryan. We have the creative flexibility to talk about whatever the hell we want to every Sunday morning. Uh, obviously the bread and butter for the local market is college basketball, first and foremost. We can't get away from that. Steve, there were some good college basketball games on yesterday. I know you got to sit around and watch a lot of college basketball as you're sitting there with your sunglasses off inside. Off. I'm sorry, your sunglasses on. I told you it's bright in here. It is bright in here, actually, so I won't dispute that. It is bright. And you know, I feel like I just need to save my energy it's a long day. Do you, you think the sunglasses are necessary because of the actual brightness in the studio? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a good luck you have going. Thank you. Of the college basketball games yesterday, Louisville lost. They did. Disappointing loss, too. Yeah, I, th- I thought. I mean, uh, coming down the stretch, I thought they had it in the bag. McMahon hit, I think, three straight threes. There might have been some points in between there, but he had three threes. But he's so uh, – I, st- I still don't want him on the court, Kelly. He he, ma- he makes too many turnovers. I don't know how many turnovers he had. I, maybe it was just one or two, and I'm just exaggerating because he's the you know one guy on the court that doesn't look like he should be there. Because he's white? It may be. Sounds like that's what you're saying. If I, I don't know. Okay. Well, um, go on. Go on. But, you know, it went into overtime. They Overtimes are kind of, you know, if you go down pretty quick at, at the beginning of the overtime, it seems like you're just screwed and that's it. But they, they, they fought their way back. Still um, still a loss. I know Florida State's a, a solid team. Um, they just jack up a bunch of threes. I don't know. It, it was a game of, of multiple sequences where, where Louisville – you know, started the game hot, and it looked like they could have blow, blew the doors open, and then Florida State caught up, and it was just kind of a back-and-forth game. Um, I do think Louisville should, should have pulled it out, though. I, they had mistakes down the stretch that really just really just killed them. In the grand scheme of things, a loss like that does not devastate a team. No. You know, Louisville is still obviously having a good season. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I mean, they were pick, picked eleventh. They were picked to finish eleventh in the ACC. You got to be, you got to be very happy. Which is, you know, it's probably looking like the toughest conference. You have Duke next. Yeah, I was um, going to say Tuesday at nine p.m. on ESPN. Uh, get to play against the number two team in the country in Duke. Did you see the clip of Zion Williamson blocking that three pointer? I did. Doc, the side view. No, it, it, it was. I, it was amazing. It was. I know uh, we have so many camera angles. Chris is nodding his head back there, too. We've got a, a very high-level production team in studio with us today. we got Doc Parks. we got Chris Embry. But, I mean, Anthony Davis would block three-pointers. I remember that. That's one of the things that stands out to me about his 
one year in college, right? Mm-hmm. Is he he was a, a, a elite shot blocker, but in almost in a different way than what I'd seen prior. But this Zion Williamson block, I that know. is crazy. Duke's just an in- interesting team to me, just in general, because any game they probably have the two best players on the floor, right? But I, that's very. It seems like it seems like, or maybe the three best. Yeah, you know, reddish. Also. If, reddish, yeah. But it seems like that's a. I mean, Trey Jones, he's one of the, you know, best point guards in the country. So you, your starting five is amazing, and then you just have absolutely nothing off the bench. I think I'm, off the top of my head, I think they had two points off the bench last night, Kelly. I, I see and on the game Twitter. before that they had four points off the bench, and I just I I go back and forth about if they could you know, sustain this through the tournament. Yeah, you probably have the three best players on the court. Is that enough to win every tournament game? And I I'm I think it's gonna bite them in the butt and then I see RJ Barrett hit like five threes in a row and Zion Williamson hit his head on the backboard. And you just it's just you just go back and forth, man. It's difficult to quantify the impact of a shot blocker. I'm not saying that's just what Zion Williamson is. Uh, but you can't just say, well, he averages two or three blocks a game. You really can't. And, and that's how uh, I start to describe the Kentucky team that won it all with Kid Gilchrist and Anthony Davis was Gilchrist, too. It's just if you have somebody with that type of defense, yep. uh, that, that, that scares people. I wouldn't want to shoot a three-pointer if I knew Zion Williamson was, what, 10 feet away from me? Doesn't look like you could. I, I would be able to get it up unless I just purposely put a ton of arc on it. What do you think? Do you think that's um, sustainable through the tournament, though? I mean, is that the formula to, to win it all? I think so. I mean, we know that in college basketball, just because you have some magical uh, ingredients like that, that doesn't mean you're going to win it all, right? I mean, the hot team in March will yeah. win it all. Um, but it certainly helps. Yeah, I'd say right now. Duke's going to win. So at, at one point last night, I think they were shooting 71% from three-point um, from three-point line. Besides that, I think the players' um, specific three-point percentage hasn't been that great this year. I, I just I just can't help to think what if one or two of these guys has, has an off game the same night. Um, I, I just don't know. That's the nature of basketball. What yeah. you're describing is is inevitable. Each and every year, that's what's going to happen. But this, you never know for sure that a team's going to win. But it this all. looks like the most like uh, bloated version of of each. You know, the most talent amongst the fewest guys, and just nothing else in the country. Uh, is, is that what in, you a, mean? in a while? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, I, I yeah no I I, I'm, I mean Zion not, Williamson is. is has eye-popping, um, outstanding athleticism. Doc, feel free to chime in. I, I don't. I mean, you fought. You're you're Kentucky guy. Uh, how much does this Duke team scare you? Uh, this year, definitely uh, concerned about them. I think if Kentucky runs into them in the uh, NCAA tournament, that's going to be a big problem. Uh, I don't. But I do agree that their depth will certainly. If Duke is going to lose to Kentucky, that depth is going to play a big issue. I'd almost go to, as far as say as I. I, Kentucky's chances um, would definitely be a lot better if they played them again. Oh, certainly. And there's no question about just, that, right? Because they got their ass kicked. I almost Sunday. feel better with 
the depth Kentucky has. I mean, they still have the star players, but they're so deep, and I, I'd almost like that better going into the tournament. That's just me, though. I mean, if they played, would would Duke still have the best talent it's fun, on the it's floor funny how between rever- two or three guys? Roles reverse in a lot of ways because that for years that was kind of Cal's formula, wasn't it? About big time. It was we got seven guys, but really we're just going to play five of them. We'll give two or three minutes to a couple of the guys off the bench, but really five guys. That's what Duke Duke is doing this year, and it's almost like uh, Cal's taking a, a page out of the Rick book almost. Doc, does that offend you? No, but I am going to wash my mouth out. <laughs> because uh, depth is is not always the – is that how you would describe this Kentucky team? Is depth? Yeah, depthy? Uh, not not uh, in comparison to years past, perhaps. You uh, mean the the Rick teams? Yeah, that's what I mean. It, seriously, they did have the depth. They sure. did. Yeah. In 96 – 97. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more of the Carl Anthony Town teams, I guess, when it comes to Kentucky depth. That team, I mean, like you said, they could, at any time, you take all five players off the floor, put five new players on the floor, and that new five could still likely beat whatever other team they're playing against. That's true. Yeah. There's been there's been little eras. We could You could write a book about the little eras within the Cal tenure. Not to focus yeah. too much on, on Kentucky. Yeah. Um, but it does. The more does and more I watch Kentucky, the more I, I do have confidence in them. Yeah, you know, I I think they're they're peaking at the at Since the right Rick, time. We'll know a lot more after this week. They play LSU in in Tennessee, um, probably the next toughest team in the SEC. Really, after watching a lot of games, I just don't think there's many teams in the country that can win it all. In my personal opinion, I think there's like eight, right? It, I mean, sure. two in the SEC. If you, I mean, a lot of people might say one, but Tennessee might, you know, probably has too much talent to, to exclude them. Even though you have a coach that hasn't been successful in the tournament, uh, Big Ten, I'd say one. ACC three, Pac twelve none. Um, non Power five, maybe two or three. I I just don't. I think it's going to come down to um, the big boys, and Gonzaga, you know, is a big boy, I, and Villanova is a big boy. I I kind of like Virginia still. I I know a lot of people come tournament time will be, you know, just thinking about last year and blowing it all. I think they're really good, man. Yeah, that's I, what you the, know? the consent. If you interview coaches across, anytime you hear a knowledgeable coach talk about Tony Bennett. And Virginia, they're all very high on him. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, he got not 16, knocked off a one. Yeah, big deal. That happens. Yeah. That's the nature of basketball, just because it had never happened prior. Uh, but their two losses are to Duke, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Duke we'll see. has, has kind of made them look bad. And- there is something to the fact that they have a, a regular season formula. Yeah. Does that translate to the postseason, right? Yeah. Uh, the offense does look a little bit better than, I'd say, last year. Just uh, personal opinion, but I don't. I don't know. A- ACC. I think Virginia, Duke, North Carolina. You know, could have a chance to win it all, and that's probably the most of 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 any conference. Iowa. Let's see here. The Big Ten I- is Michigan be- and Michigan State, and I, I don't. I don't trust Michigan State. Uh, Wisconsin lost to Michigan yesterday. They have that Hap kid down low. He's impressive, but. 
not uh, it's not enough. Since we are a Indiana Hoosier station, really, we're in Southern Indiana, and that's kind of our contractual obligation. Hoosiers are thirteen and ten. So if anyone listening wants to talk about the Hoosiers, feel free to give us a call. Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Right now, the hits are Kentucky basketball. In Louisville basketball, despite the loss last night, those are the hits locally, and those will, are what will continue to play uh, until really given reason to, to talk about the Hoosiers. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. Brian, how are you this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing very well. What do you have for us today? I'll start with the Hoosiers. They've got a, a must-win home game today. Uh, at 1 o'clock against Ohio State, who's also had their own problems. Started at one point, Ohio State got up to number one in the net, the new net rankings early in the season, and they've disappointed. But I, I, I tell you what, the, the Hoosiers have got to start winning some games. Uh, they've got to try to get the 500 in the Big Ten, and they have been in a very bad streak here. And uh, they beat Michigan State, but as Steve just mentioned, uh, Michigan State's really kind of – so on the on the downslide. So Langford's still projected as a as a lottery pick, uh, but uh, Archie's going to hear some uh, some real complaints if they don't turn it around. This team should uh, be in the NCAA tournament, and they're going to have they got a lot of work to do to get there. Hey guys, I want to talk as I've been saying for the last three or four weeks on this show. I, I really like this Kentucky team. I think Kentucky, you know, watching these other teams that are playing Duke, Virginia. Some, uh, you know, Michigan I like a lot. Uh, but uh, I, I really think this is Kentucky's best shot to win the national championship in four or five years. Uh, they really are starting to play well. And P.J. Washington, what a game he had yesterday. And his shooting, I mean, he is really developing into a nice NBA three. I'm, I project him as a three in the NBA. So uh, uh, he's got great size at the three. And uh, his shooting has really come on. What a bad loss for Louisville. And and one and and they, you know I mean they fight hard. They're competitive. You got to give all that to Mac. But man, they got to take better care of the ball. Too many turnovers. Let me give you a stat for you. Ryan McMahon, seventeen minutes. Where uh, seventeen minutes for Ryan McMahon, zero assists. Six turnovers. Six turnovers. I mean, four. Tur- I'm sorry. Four turnovers. Four turnovers in 17 minutes and no assist. Uh, Perry came in. He he played eight minutes. He had two turnovers, including one off his head. I thought maybe he was playing soccer before he came in. They threw him the ball, crucial part of the game, and he headbutted it out of bounds. So I recommend he tries to use his hands next time. But I, I mean, just too many turnovers. Um, so that that was bad. Got a derby update, guys. It's starting to really heat up in the derby. We have. We had the uh, Sam Davis at Tampa yesterday, and a horse named Well Defined won, paid about $16. Kentucky Wildcat. You think that horse would be bet at the Kentucky Derby? Kentucky Wildcat finished second, picked up points, looked very impressive. I'm trying to get further reports. The horse was vanned off, though, so I, I don't know. Um, Beautiful-looking horse uh, out of Tappet. Uh, so uh, I hope Kentucky Wildcat's doing well. That horse would... Uh, be a favorite for sure at the Kentucky Derby. The Suncoast Stakes, the Oaks points race, point of honor one. So it's really heating up. And, uh, hey, I was going to point out, I watch a lot of NBA. Here's a Cardinal player that uh, really doesn't get the credit. We hear about Mitchell and 
Rozier and some of these other guys. Megatrez, Montrez Harrell is starting to really take over. The Clippers came back from 28 points down at the Garden, the Boston Garden last night, and Mega had 21 points, led him, and right down at the end had two crucial steals and then that patented dunk that he has. So uh, he did well. The Pacers, Indiana Pacers, are playing great ball again. They finally got over the loss of Oladipo. They had a real nice pickup. They picked up Wes Matthews uh, with the NBA trade deadline. They're the third-best record in the East, uh, sixth-best overall. And get this, if the Pacers were in the West, all we talk about is how great the West is in the NBA. They'd be the third-best in the West. So uh, uh, Pebble Beach is going on. Phil's got a shot to win the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So that would be great. But, guys, I'm going to leave you with this story. National championship, Clemson Tigers. Dave Dabo Sweeney has admitted, yeah, we may have given our players banned substances. You think? I mean, come on, man. It, what would what, what it have that been in Louisville or Kentucky or another program? I mean, my goodness, they'd be calling for the death penalty. I mean, their players played like they were on a banned substance, and they had a couple tests positive. Now Dabo Sweeney's come out and said, yeah, we're looking into the supplements we gave them, and there's a possibility that we actually gave our players banned substances. You think that has legs anywhere, guys? They only won the national championship, so I'll leave you with that. But uh, um, very fishy business going on with the NCAA. They seem to uh, pick and choose the winners and losers they have. But uh, I'm excited about the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm excited about the cards. They're projected as a four seed right now in the tournament, which would make them the fourth ACC team in the tournament. And remember, guys, they were picked to finish 11. So even with a bad loss yesterday, Chris Mack still getting the job done. I'll leave you there, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Great stuff there, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. He brought up a lot of great topics, as he always does, really. One of the things I'll mention, and it's almost unbelievable for me to read, and I'm not even getting to Dabo Swinney. I know, Steve. Steve, I know I read the, I read I know you have opinions on that. I read an article on this. I know a lot about this. Um, but the Pacers yesterday, one, clinched a winning record at home, okay, that is now 30 straight years, 30 straight years, the Pacers have had a winning record at home, which is the third longest streak in NBA history. Isn't that wild? The, the state of Indiana really likes basketball, right? As Kentucky does. And the Pacers, despite Larry Bird coming and going, is he even a part of that team right now? I don't even know. So he's always coming and going and taking different positions and uh, so I don't know what the nature of what's going on with the Pacers is, but 30 straight seasons, they've had a winning record at home, and it's amazing to me. Yeah. Okay, so now on to you, – you saw Steve, <clears throat> the perpetual Buckeye defender. You saw his – not what this is about, Kelly. You don't don't paint me in a bad light. Okay? He's going to be this saying has nothing to do the, Buckeyes with the Buckeyes would never allow performance-enhancing drugs. I, Clemson did. Buckeyes should have made the, the playoff. I know where this is headed. Now, Steve, thoughts? Okay, so I will preface this with the Buckeyes should have made the playoff, okay? <laughs> because of this? But, but no, no. Um, Davo said he doesn't know, you know, why these guys had a positive test. Well, the easy answer is because they took an illegal substance, <laughs> okay? But um, he said... Nah, I don't know. That's debatable. So they drug tested around 20 players, 20-some players. Three of them failed. They weren't allowed to play. So it sounds like they, you know, only tested... Some some of the starters, it sounds like, right? 
Wait, 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 wait. Sounds like they only tested some of the starters. Or most of them. I'd say if you test 20 of your, you know, large team, they're probably all starters. That would be my guess. I don't know. Okay, the so NCAA is a joke. So, so you team, think that they automatically just test the starters? I'm the just common sense the story, would say that, but the NCAA is a farce. You're right. You're right. Okay, so the, the team has a list of supplements that all their players take, and they have been cleared ahead of time for um, not having any banned subs- substances. But uh, Dexter Lawrence, he got popped for taking Osterine, which is like a is considered a SARM, which is basically like steroids, but you can take it orally. Sounds like you're very familiar with this. Uh, you can buy it off the internet. Like you're... You can buy that off the internet. Le- anybody can. Oh, and I, what I didn't I'm know saying that. Is, you did, though. I don't think that's going to be in your um, GNC powder uh, supplements. I think he just took a, a what's considered a, a SARM. It's basically like a knockoff steroid. It, it doesn't absorb as much or whatever. It has like a, you know, where a steroid has a 100% rate of... Absorption, a SAR may only have like 80. Okay. You know? So I, I just think, I mean, they were taking illegal substances. That's yeah, it. Clearly. Yeah. Now, I've said this for years. Steroids in sports is a political topic. And what I mean by that is it's brought up when it's fitting an agenda. If you mean to tell me that Sean Merriman and all these guys in the history of the NFL, Sean Merriman I, comes to mind because he did get popped. But the other guys like that um, in the NFL, that, that, that steroid usage is not more prevalent in the NFL than acknowledged. If you mean to tell me that's not the case, then I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not on board with your steroid opinion I, because NFL is crazy. These guys are six foot six, 285 pounds, and they can run a 4-4. I mean, I don't care. I'm yeah. just saying, if you're going to actually regulate any steroid use or performance-enhancing drug usage, eh, yeah, I'd start right there. Kelly, you, you already have to be good, though, a good athlete. <laughs> I know, Steve. I know. I don't think if I started juicing that I would automatically go I'm to the just NFL. Kidding with I, know, you, man. I know. But um, I, w- I wonder how many people in the NBA do it. A lot. Yeah. I would. What about golfers? Yeah. Depends on the testing. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you hear people get popped? I think the NBA is probably the the, um, the least stringent of of testing. Like I have you heard, get tested once, and then I have had people tell me who've played in the NBA that oh, oh that, good, good uh, shout out, All right? Uh huh. That it's easy to pass the tests. Uh, you know, yeah. You can smoke marijuana all year round. Yeah. Uh, you can do some drugs, you know, you just got, and it's laughable. You just got to know when they're testing because they tell you yeah. and you got to know how to pass the test. Who was the one player who was busted with the Wizinator on the plane? Um, shout out to Wizinator. We could get them as a sponsor. I don't know. You don't think we should get them as no, a sponsor? No, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz this morning. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. Talking all things in the world of sports as we do each and every Sunday morning from 9 to 11. College basketball, NBA, Dabo Swinney and the, the cheating Clemson Tigers. We'll see if we hear from Carolina Steve. Uh, what else? What, what, Westminster Dog Show. Westminster, of course, Westminster Dog Show. We'll cover uh, that. The AAF um, Football League. The new football league. Yep. This is what professionals in the world of radio do. It's called a tease. Okay. Westminster Dog Show. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk more about the Wizinator. Efficacy of the Wizinator. I don't know. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be back with more 
of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. want to welcome in studio with us, we have A.J. Jenkins. A.J. is of Louisville Combat Academy. He currently has what I've been told is the largest stable of fighters, of MMA fighters. Do we have, is, uh, Doc, do we have A.J.'s, I can't hear A.J.'s mic here. Do we have him unmuted? Let's see here. AJ? We're good. I think I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, you have more fighters currently, more MMA fighters, amateur and professional, than anyone in the city of Louisville. Yeah, I believe so, man. We got we got probably about uh, close to getting close to 15 now. 15 yeah, active yeah, fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of those are, are those people are that have or will fight for HR MMA? Probably all of them. Okay. Probably all of them. We like to, like to put them there first, man, because, you know, it's local. It's better... For the gym and stuff like that. It's funny because I'm I, I've now done the commentary for every show for about two years for HRMMA, and so I'm kind of like company man. So I, I interact with a lot of people who are, um, you know, local, and then I get some people who are like, "Yeah, screw HRMMA. I, I'm going to another state to fight and things like that." And there's or, or screw the state of Kentucky commission things like that. So there, there, it's funny to. Um, from my perspective, to talk to people about and ask them that type of a question. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's like, uh, even if they don't like the promotion or the state, they're not going to say it to me even. Right, 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 right. I mean, I, I really, I, I, I like Hard Rock, man. I think it's a good promotion. They, they're they fair for the most part, and they've always done me really good. You know, Brandon's always done me really good. I always say this is, is Brandon Hard Rock Higdon, what he is, is a matchmaker, okay? Yeah. So if you tell... Brandon Hardrock Higdon, yeah, I want to fight. And then he says, okay, well, I got this fight for you. And then you say, no, I don't want that one. He will tell somebody that. He'll say, no, he, I offered it to him, and he said no. And then, and then he, in his mind, he's moving on. It's a business for him. Yeah. yeah it's kind of yeah. like a capitalism, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> right? Because right, he, he's yeah. not trying to uh, be like, no, I, okay, you declined that fight, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Right. Because his job is to make the best matchups. Right, right. So some, every once in a while, stuff like that will rub somebody the wrong way. But in my mind, I'm like, well, he's doing his job the best he can. If I have a guy that's, that's, that's getting ready to fight, man, and you know, I, I think that the, that the opponent that he's coming up with is just a little bit too higher skilled or whatever, I don't mind saying it either. No, like no, no. There's the no fighter. shame in that at all. Yeah, you want to yeah, try yeah, to yeah, do what's yeah, best yeah, for yeah, your yeah. career and your fighters' yeah. careers. Yeah, and, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I really yeah, am not. Yeah. That that's just kind of the nature of a matchmaker's gig is yeah. occasionally it'll ruffle some feathers. Occasionally, right. I think that the feather ruffling is a little bit of insecurity in my you know in my opinion. You know what I mean? If you if you're really confident and you're stable and you're just really confident and um in what you do, then it's not you know you just got to be careful. You know when you're building a fighter, which is a which is a skill in itself. You really have to be careful who he's who he's fighting. You can't just go, okay, this guy hasn't had a fight before. I want to fight, you know, a guy that's had ten fights. That's just that's idiot. That's idiot. Idiot. You know, nobody does that. Now, AJ, you've been in the game for a long time. You're from the Louisville area originally. Originally from Tupelo, Mississippi. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. How long have you been in the area here? Oh man. Well, mostly. Yeah, I've been here for over twenty years. Oh, okay. I've been here and you were telling me that you, you, you'll probably be fight. you personally will probably be fighting again sometime 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Try so, to get it soon. Uh, yeah, we had you know the old age thing. You know that, that's always. Been you said you're 46 thing. years old yeah, and you're I'm ready 46. to fight again. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I'm in good shape. I'm always you know. Do you have to pay for the MR? Because I know the testing is then even as an amateur, if you're over 35. Yeah. You have to pay for an MRI, yeah. or you possibly do. For some people, you don't. Oh, you do. Yeah, I, I guess. But I don't think BJ did. BJ, no, he did. He was 37 he well, he when was he fought right. Ruben. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the stipulation So occasionally you have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how yeah. much is that? Uh, Man, I mean, it can get up to a couple grand, man. Yeah, so so you're an amateur fighter. You're not going to get... That's crazy. You're not going to get paid for the fight. Yeah. And obviously you're paying gym, gym dues. I guess if you own the gym, you're, you're not... Well, I mean, you, you, you have costs yeah, <laughs> as the yeah, owner. I definitely have costs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as any business owner can tell you, it's not all uh, yeah. sunshine. No, definitely not. But... Definitely um, not. Beyond all those costs and the, the physical toll that it will take on your body, you have to pay a couple grand for the opportunity to even fight. So it's crazy yeah. uh, to get kind of behind the scenes of, uh, uh, of MMA fighters at all levels. Because even Chuck Liddell, let's look, I mean, you know, we could yeah. dive into any of them. It's not all always glamorous at the lowest no. of levels or at the highest. I bet. Right? I bet it's a struggle. I, I don't envy anybody who, who's getting into that as a, or they're choosing to do it. You got to really like to fight. There, there's really two folds to that, man, because, you know, there's hard training where guys get, you know, concussions, you know, they don't even know about or anything like that. So I think – and then on the other hand, there's a guy that's like like me. I've never been knocked out or barely been rocked in a fight before, but yet I need an MRI. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, man, which way do you go on it? You know what I mean? So, I mean, you want to keep the fighters safe, but at the same time, you know – if a guy doesn't have any knockouts, I think it's almost ludicrous to make him take an MRI. You know what I mean? But that's just me. How often does that happen? And in, in, um, how often does that happen in training? Like random concussion from not very often at just all. Just bumping man. heads. Yeah, not very often at all. I mean, like I mean, you can get like a you know get your head knocked by somebody with his head, accident elbow, maybe somebody pulls a knee up too far. You know, what I mean, these things just. It's just, you know, normal training stuff, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're at a gym that trains, that, that spars, you know, 100%. And that's what we do, man. We like to spar at 100%, you know, quite a bit. So, you know, we, our guys may not be the most skilled, but they're definitely the toughest. Kelly, if I may. Um, Please do. I'm not always in the room with your interviews with um, fighters, but you know me, I ask the hard-hitting questions. Um, what area of the body hurts the most to get punched in? Is it the nose, ear? Liver. Mouth. Liver. 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 I think the liver, man. At least mm. for me, it would. I'd probably guess nose. No. Mm. No, I've had my nose broke quite a few Oof. times. And it's, there's real, I mean, there's pain, but it's, you know, it's relative. You know, plus you're excited and your endorphins are running through anyway. So you don't really feel it. At a very low level over the past year, I've got to do some, some, what I would consider to be hard sparring under Crew Rock Cruise mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at Sylvania and now over at Apex. But, um, and anything hurts. You wake up the next day and you're like, God, I got you kicked know. in my hip. Yeah, you or, keep your sugars what happened down to my ankle? I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, you keep your sugars down. It's not that bad. Sugar actually makes it really bad. You know what I mean? It makes you want to, uh, or makes you have, you know, makes stuff hurt. Inflammation. Yeah. Yeah, it works against inflammation. I've heard yeah. that. So, so like alcohol and any, what you're saying, Adrian or AJ, is, is any type of sugar makes it worse. Is that yeah, what you said? I think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, alcohol turns to sugar in yeah. your system. So, yeah, it's not the greatest thing ever. You know, but yeah, I noticed, I noticed even myself when I cut out sugar, so it just, you know. So do you, you look pretty thin right now. I remember that when you were, uh, the recently the HR MMA amateur 185 champion you were. Yeah. yeah well, how long ago was that? Uh, over a year ago, I think. Okay. Uh, maybe a year and a couple months, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That you were at 185. Yeah, I was at 185. And you said you're down to what now? 160? I'm down to 167 right now. Okay. But I mean, that's you know, that's only at the first of the year. So do, when you fight again, what what weight will it be at? 155. 170. Okay. Yeah, that's my normal fight weight. to 170. Actually, the funny thing is, is man, I I kind of I took a fight at 205, and then and I was really heavy for that fight. I hate those pictures, but and then I took a fight at 185. You know, a couple of times. So Aaron Johnson, and then uh, um, the last one. Um, I can't remember his name right now, <laughs> but uh, and I was really heavy for those fights. I felt it was really sluggish. So, but 170 is what I usually fight at. I fought most of my fights at 170. I felt pretty good. 170. For, for those of our listeners, because we are here on the weekend sports buzz. This is an all sports station. We have people who are tuning in to listen to college basketball, you know, football, NFL. Uh, Steve said Westminster Dog Show. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, apparently that's Steve's into that. Um, Tell us a little bit about your gym, the address. How could someone check it out? Who are you looking for? Is it just people who want to fight MMA that you want to have come try your gym out? Uh, I definitely would like the MMA guys to come try it out. But, man, it's really a family place, man. You know, I mean, we really we really focus on family first. You know? So family first. You said that your guys are the toughest. They spar real hard. Everybody who comes in isn't going to spar real hard. No, absolutely not, man. you got to really separate those folks. You know what I mean? Because you got guys that, like, you know, they inherently – spar pretty hard so you got to make sure you you know you're watching who's sparring with who and stuff like that but man and we have great kids classes so even if someone wanted to come in and i train at gracie jiu-jitsu of kentucky and they they really uh embrace the professional the cpas the attorneys right um they come in they do just jiu-jitsu so they're not trying to get real right go real hard with the striking or anything like that but you guys have that a, yeah, a, we your actually academy. have that too. Yeah, we have Tim Planet Jiu Jitsu that we do there, man. We're uh, working on our affiliation. I'm actually under Scott Elliott from Richmond, and uh, right now, and uh, which is an absolutely great gym. Uh, Adam Fritz, Gina Elliott, those are great, man. But uh, yeah, we have. All are you guys of, affiliated with Tenth Planet? You said you're working on that. Steve knows who Eddie Bravo is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scott Eddie, Elliott too. I, I don't know if you know. When I was in college, I took a I took a class from him, just like uh, kickboxing or my Thai kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah, e- yeah, e- yeah. Eastern Kentucky University, yeah, he teaches yeah. it. And I yeah. think his, his wife now, Gina, I think is involved with that yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She actually was a student of his for a very long time. And then they, of course, you know, over the course of that, decided to get married or whatever. Super cool bunch of people. Man. They are. Couldn't I've be, had nothing but good experiences nice with any of those guys. Yeah, They're, I, I, I train with some police officers, and, you know, they all. It's cool. I think the the cop thing is cool. How the more yeah, police officers who train jujitsu and things like that, it's just. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 man. I, I follow this guy named uh, Freddie Trillio. He's a uh, Kamora cop guy or whatever, man. And uh, he's a police officer. He's actually a sheriff down in Florida. I think it's Miami or something. And uh, he uh, he's always, like, posting up good cop techniques and stuff like that. I think it's every cop should take jiu-jitsu, 100%. Sure. I, every cop should probably take Muay Thai, you know what I mean, or at least wrestling. You know what I mean? I think wrestling is probably one of the number ones, but, you know. So you've got a stable of fighters right now, AJ. Um, lingo is exciting. It, Lingo's intense, man. For some reason, yeah. the fact that I haven't been able to get... Most people, I message them on Facebook prior to their fights, and I try to get some information about them. And I've yeah. had trouble getting lingo. Brandon Bishop, your man Brandon Bishop, mm-hmm. did yeah, help yeah. me out and got me a lot of information prior to this yeah, yeah. last fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's kind of mysterious. He is, Tell man. me about he's, Lingo. He's, he's, he's an excellent wrestler. Where's he person. from? Where's his family from? Uh, his family is from, I believe he's from Hawaii. He's Samoan, so his family, I believe, is from Hawaii or whatever. Um, I can't, don't quote me on that. But, uh, um, I mean, he's been here locally uh, for 
for most of his life. Have you seen him, Steve? No. Big Samoan guy. Yeah, he's intense. I Bruce. think you told me about. Yeah, that. I mean, just just really yeah. a good-looking prospect. Yeah. Two and zero now. Yeah, two and zero with uh, no trouble at all. To be honest. with How you. many guys do you have that are sitting at two and zero? Stephen Wagner, uh, I uh, think Carice Vaughn, Vaughn, yeah. uh, and Lingo. Lingo. I mean, as far as the future of HRMMA, like for me to be excited about. Oh yeah. You're the man for me to be talking to, and then yeah. also you yeah. to be fighting. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's. It's such a good labor of love, man. You, you never really go to work. You know what I mean? It's just always, it's, it's a beautiful thing up there, man. Because everybody is so, like I said, we're really family orientated. And not only just with like women and children, but it, there's a brotherhood there. I mean, you know that from going to, oh, yeah. you know, Scott's gym. Scott's a great coach and has a really good business over there, man. You know, and it just, it, man, just the camaraderie even itself is just like the best ever. You know, and that just breeds good fighters. When you have a good environment. You're going to breed good intelligence. You're going to breed good technique, and you're going to breed good fighters. I know that my man Lance Lawrence, who I get to train with, I'm so fortunate I get to train with him some. Yeah. He always speaks so highly of you in the Ferguson's, oh, and sweet. your gem your is, is yeah. you know, a big part of yeah, his he campus. Likes to come out on hard far nights, uh, Fridays and Saturdays, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. We have you in. You're an MMA fighter, MMA coach. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. What are your thoughts on last night's fight? Stylebender won a decision over the – all-time great Anderson Silva. Uh, Did you yeah, see the man, fight? That was a great fight, honestly, man. I mean, I, honestly, I hate to say this because I'm a huge Anderson Silva fan, of course, but I'm older, so that's usually how it goes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think Anderson Silva did a great job. He did. He stayed with it. It was more exciting I mean, than a lot of people thought it was. I thought it was going to be a knockout first round. That was my that was my prediction, but, you know, not at all, man. I mean, he was in incredibly good shape. His reaction time was insane. That's one of the things that I noticed the most about his reaction time. I mean, him being able to duck under the kicks, you know, lean back for the punches. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he got hit a couple of times, but, you know, it's Anderson Silva. It happens. From a mainstream sports perspective, because a lot of people who tune in probably don't like MMA at all. Maybe they, you know, they're like, no, it's human cockfighting or whatever. <laughs> what, what's the most exciting thing going on in the world of MMA? Because at the top, Conor McGregor or whatever, that does progress and it bleeds over, carries over into the people who walk into a gym and things like that. What's the most exciting story in your opinion right now in the mainstream of MMA? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, Cormier is always exciting, but John Jones John is going to fight again. I mean, probably the best, in my opinion. Ever. Ever. Yeah, I can't yeah, really Without argue. a doubt, man. And anytime he fights, it's exciting. You know what I mean? He, he makes a show every single time. And, uh, you know, outside of his personal life, you know, he's just he's the best that ever did it. You know, the unfortunate thing is he has other things going on. But, you know, I think they just let it go, man. Just let it go and let's move on. He's clearly better than all the other competition. He's proved that time and time again. Dude, let it go. Let it let it go already, man. You know, I mean, my gosh, he made a mistake. He paid for it, probably more than anybody should have. You know sure. what I mean? In the public eye as well as personally. Well, they they so. do appear. It appears that Dana White and everybody at the UFC is trying to. Yeah, trying to. Dude, move on. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, want yeah. the ratings. They yeah, want the, the the dead horse over here with that. I think sometimes. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? John Jones is he the big story? Because uh, you're yeah. more. You, you, you don't. I, I don't tune in like last night. I mean, it it takes. Uh, I'm your average fan. I watched some of the free ones, the pre, uh, prelims last night. I think I watched uh, one or two of those. But, yeah, it takes the big boys to make me get together with, with the buddies and watch it. But, you know, I don't... Holding out for Connor I don't versus claim, you know, Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tune into that, but just where I'm at. I don't claim to know at all about UFC, but I, I will tune in for the big boys. For the Connor yeah. fights. Or just anybody, you know. John Jones, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. You want to see him back? 
I'd watch Greg Hardy, any of those kind of, you know, uh, entertainment CM personalities. Punk. CM Punk, you real CM. excited about CM Punk? Why not? <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> How many guys at your gym could beat CM Punk? Probably all of them. I probably have a couple kids that could probably beat CM Punk, man. I don't think CM Punk's very good at all. I want to see CM Punk. sensationalism. That's what CM Punk is. He can talk into fights. You know? I want to see CM fight. Punk against Amanda Nunez. <laughs> I think he would totally lose that fight, bro. I'd be honest with you. Amanda would probably mop the floor with him. That's my opinion. I mean, look what she's done to everybody else. You all have any females at your at your gym? Not many. Not, not many. Maybe one or two. It just, um, I think it's a little on the rougher side for a lot yeah. of people, you know. Um, even though we do have classes that, you know, kind of cater to, like, a lighter style, you know, a jiu-jitsu and, and MMA stuff. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's hard to keep girls for us, you know. It's so, just, I think it's the area, too. AJ, we appreciate you coming in with us. Before we let you go... Once again, what's the the website? You guys have a website yeah, or a yeah, Facebook yeah. page yep, for absolutely. promotion. Also, the address. How do people yep. check out your gym? It's uh, 10105 Dixie Highway. It's right across the street from Valley High School. Uh, super easy to get to, man. And it's like the most open, family-friendly kind of place you could possibly imagine. Everybody's super cool there, super laid back. There's no egos. I don't allow that. You know, I just don't deal with any ego stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a super, super great place. Man. Louisville it's Combat clean. Academy. Google it. Louisville <laughs> yeah. Co- yeah, being clean Louisville is a big Academy, deal. You don't yeah. want people getting. Yeah, man, we don't, we, we don't have any, you know, we don't have no ringworm or nothing. So we're, Ringworm or staff. My wife is or... like a dental hygienist, so she keeps it remarkably clean in there for the most part. So, yeah. I'm Sounds like, familiar. Donna yeah, yeah. Smith, the wife of Scott Smith at our academy, she's the clean freak. She keeps yeah, it real yeah, clean. Yeah, super clean freak. Got to have a good. Uh, yeah partnership there to make yeah. it work we're so uh, once again aj jenkins of louisville combat, louisville academy. combat academy yeah we're on facebook um we're also uh, we have a website louisvillecombatacademy.com you know so yeah man we're all over the place man come in check us out uh get a free week for sure the first week whatever and we'll come and talk about what's best what's the best plan for you good stuff we're going to head to a break we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. Once again, we do want to thank A.J. Jenkins for coming in with us this morning. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The Big X. want to thank A.J. Jenkins of Louisville Combat Academy for coming in with us. we got Chris Embry. we got Doc Parks back there doing a good job of the producer. On the producer side of things, we got a nice little operation. Good momentum going for the Weekend Sports Buzz, right, Steve? Absolutely. You know, we get to come in here and talk about whatever the hell we want to each and every week, right? Absolutely. I feel like you're thinking you're pretty cool with those glasses over there. I just took them off for you, man. Okay. Okay. You just texted me a picture. It looks like the NCAA Selection Committee early top seeds are released, right? Yes, indeed. Um, It has the number one seeds. Yeah, Duke, Tennessee, Virginia, Gonzaga. I mean, I think everybody kind of saw these coming. Number two would be Michigan, North Carolina, Kentucky. 
Michigan State. Three would be Marquette, Purdue, Houston, Kansas. How many of these teams do we really think could win it all? Um, and then we got – what's that? I think you've already named all the teams who could win it all. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I'd, I'd say less than that. I think – I think Tell seven. Me. Seven of these teams could win it all? Tell me who they are. Duke, Tennessee, Virginia, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Michigan, North Carolina. That's probably where I stop. I mean, unless, like, um, one of these weird teams gets hot, like Nevada or Marquette or Villanova, right? Something like that. I'd say seven. Do people care about college basketball this year across the country? Obviously, in southern Indiana and Louisville and all across the state of Kentucky and all across Indiana, people care. Even when the Indiana Hoosiers are down like they are this year, and they have been for how many years in a row? I'm not, you know, that's not my area of expertise. How many years? Yeah. They've been down. People still care. Across the country, what do people care about? I think is the highlight reel of Zion Williamson blocking that three. Hey, you're right. I mean, it, that's it what leads... they care about. Yeah. I've got a buddy who lives in Jacksonville. We, we grew up together um, in LaGrange, and he lives in Jacksonville, and he tells me every time I talk to him, man, people don't care about college basketball across the country. I know that that doesn't matter. We're a local show, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, what is sexy? What's good for college basketball? The product to uh, uh, kind of carry over into the mainstream. There's obviously a presence. Uh, you got the, the V Foundation. You got Jimmy V. You know, you, you got uh, uh, Dick Vitale. got Jay Billis. He's gotten into some controversy yeah. recently, hadn't um, he? Sticking with Indiana, though, a lot of people say they're they're still in right now. I think the bubble looks terribly bad, and I mean, I've heard it from multiple people on TV that, that Indiana's in. And then you just look at their record, and you're like, what? Seriously? But, I mean, I guess the bottom half of the field just isn't, isn't strong. I want to apologize to our man Blue. I think Blue called in earlier while we had A.J. Jenkins of Louisville Combat Academy in studio with us, and we did not get to Blue's call. Blue is the best. I love Blue's calls. He always reminds us that he, hey man, I, even if I, even if I don't get through, I'm listening each and every week. He doesn't even call every week. Yeah. Um, sometimes he calls in and just tells the producer, hey, I just wanted to say this. I don't need to be on the air. So Blue, we would love to hear back from you. And there's a couple others too. That's all right. Uh, we are going to head to a break. We got an entire hour ahead of us where we're going to jump into all the exciting details of the Westminster Dog Show. We keep using that as a hook, right, Steve? Yep. Don't necessarily get into it, ever, but we use it as a tease. That's good radio, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people are like, what the hell? Why Dog Show? We keep using it. We should do that every week. I think ratings would really go up if we start doing that. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Let me 
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. Steve? Yeah, yeah. We talked a lot of college basketball in the first hour. We talked about the the sexy play of someone like Zion Williamson and how people are interested in that when it comes to college basketball from a national perspective. Locally, Chris Mack is, in my opinion, still killing it. I mean, it's the honeymoon phase. I'll admit it. I agree with you. Completely agree. You completely agree that it's the honeymoon phase? Now that he's killing it. He is killing it. I mean, he's doing things Rick didn't do. Even though they lost yesterday, he's doing things in ACC play that Rick didn't do while he was here. Now, if, if we're looking for excitement for college basketball, look no further than this upcoming week for local teams, right? We got uh, UofL on Tuesday. It's playing against Duke. 9 p.m. on ESPN. Then on Saturday, Clemson at UofL at noon. Kentucky has number 21 LSU at Rupp on Tuesday. Okay. Then Saturday at 8 p.m., before we will be on the the air next week, the number one team in the country, Tennessee Volunteers against Kentucky. 8 p.m. next Saturday. This Saturday. I'm sorry. This Saturday. So as far as excitement goes, uh, I, I say Chris Mack's in the honeymoon phase, and I'm not trying to be negative Nancy at all. Uh, realistically, yeah. I don't – I mean, they well, lost yesterday. Who knows? They could lose a few in a row. I mean, that, realistically, this ACC schedule is not easy. Yeah, and hopefully Duke isn't hitting, you know, 70% of their three-pointers come Tuesday, right? I'm sure Mack's going to watch that tape and – Maybe coming up with a, a better defensive strategy than the one um, Virginia had. If if I'm a college basketball player and I'm getting ready to play against Duke, I see that video of Zion Williamson blocking that three. You're going to work on your pump fake? I'm not shooting it if he's anywhere around me, am I? I guess maybe. you you got to be confident. If you're a shooter, you got to be able to. To maybe get better arc on your shot. I, how many times did you guys watch that? Yeah. I mean, it was on Twitter a lot. The side view Twitter. was the best because the distance, the amount of distance he covered. I mean, they didn't even show him land. He jumped from yeah well inside the three-point line to out of bounds. He's a, he's a freak. He really is, right? Blocking a three-pointer is wild. That's a, a whole different element. Who's the best at blocking three-pointers that you guys have ever seen? Blocking Dwayne Wade has over the course of his career actually blocked a lot of shots. I think he's the all-time yes, leader yep. for shooting guards. My son was wearing a Dwayne Wade jersey yesterday. Um, yeah, Anthony Davis. I think Marcus Camby blocked quite a few threes, but it's not that common of an aspect to basketball. What are these NBA teams? I mean, I'd I'd lose every game from here on out to try to get them right. Jalen Rose, I believe it was, came out and said he he thinks Zion Williamson is a, a good NBA prospect, but he's not going to be like an MVP type player. Why why couldn't he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm the Knicks, I don't win a game here on out for the rest of the season. And then try to sign Kevin Durant. And Do, Kyrie Irving. Don't even dangle that low-hanging fruit out in front of me because there's so much NBA talk that we could jump into. Yeah, LeBron um, sabotaging his entire team. He is. He is. Right, kind of? 
He is. However, try he tried to trade his entire team. Yeah, and Maybe then they kind of trying to fire his coach now, like he's done every coach throughout his career. Mm-hmm. To get Anthony Davis, it fell through, it didn't work. Now he has to play with that team for the rest of the year. My only response to that, my only rebuttal would be this. That's the world that we live in right now with the NBA. Is LeBron James wants to get... Do you doubt that LeBron is trying at all costs to get his team to the finals? No, but I, I think what I'm is, saying do, is... Do you have a suggestion for how he could go about doing this better? Yeah, this team won 40, 42 games last year. Just, uh, play with them. I just play with them, yeah. Huh? Yeah, okay. But I okay, mean, add, add you take LeBron off the team and they go from 50 some wins to 18 in a year. Well, how about adding LeBron James to a 40 win team? You would think that would kind of be enough, right? But no. He's got to ship do, everybody to uh, he's got to trade think, everybody. Do you think with the current if he would have not done this that that Lakers team would have made the finals over the Warriors? No, I I don't, but um next <laughs> okay. year, next year could they? Maybe. It's the inconvenient reality, or the, the the reality of the situation, in my opinion, is LeBron James is doing kind of what he needs to do. It's not going to make him the most popular. I guess I kind of don't like the state of the NBA right now. That's more I mean, a reflection Anthony of what Davis you're describing. Anthony Davis wants out. Uh, it kind of seems like Kyrie Irving isn't happy with the Celtics. Um, wh- what's going to happen when somebody signs a five-year... Uh, super super max deal and wants out after year one. We saw this happen in the '90s with baseball, didn't we? Where the Yankees would just be like, "Oh yeah, we want Roger Clemens now." So, oh my God, we're the best. But yeah, now we want this guy, and we're going to bring this guy in too. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man Marcus on the line with us. Marcus, how are you this morning? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, I thought the groundhog had nailed it when last Saturday he said, up oh, early spring, and then we had three or four straight days of temperatures in the 60s. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe he just had an off week right now. Okay. Okay. So in the world of sports, what has you engaged right now? What, what's got Marcus really going? Well, you know, football season's over. It's time for college basketball, and I watched the best player in all of college basketball yesterday. Who's that? Marcus Howard. Okay. Please do. You know t- what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Because, you know, I listen to nitwitted shows that are, you know, biased against, uh, you know, just regular programs. And I hear all this yakking about punk freshmen from Duke and punk freshmen from Kentucky. And uh, the, the two best players I've seen all year, Marcus Howard, uh, despite the guy fact that the guy's six feet tall, he's head and shoulders beyond anybody else. Well, he just can't be stopped. It doesn't matter whether you guard him with one guy, two guys, zone, a trap, or whatever. He had 38 yesterday, and I think his team scored 69. He's listed at 5'11", actually. And you're right, absolutely exciting. Marquette is an interesting case. Jimmy Butler played there. Dwayne Wade played there. But even before that, I'm 35 years old, Marcus. I know you're a little bit older than I am. What are your memories about the history of the Marquette basketball program? Well, I mean, I, I, of course, remember the almighty great coach in the history of the NBA, Al McGuire, uh, who could recruit kids that, you know, he always said that if the kid came from the country or had grass in his yard, that Al McGuire, he would say, I can't recruit that kid. you got to live somewhere where there's cracks in the sidewalk 
and potholes in the street in front of your house. Most kids I can talk to. And uh, he had a system that would be, <clears throat> I don't know how to put it, it, it would be the marvel of every other college basketball team if he was still alive and coaching today because he had a senior star system. He had to have one or two upperclassmen that were the star players, and then everybody else was expected to uh, contribute and help those two win games for them. In fact, he's infamous for having a call to timeout in 1974 and called his players around to him. I can't remember the players' names, but he called the team on the floor into a timeout and said, hey, I want to introduce you guys to two people. So he names his two All-Americans, and he goes, let me clean this up for you. These are our All-Americans. Pass the ball to them and get out of their way. As of right now, Marcus, the NCAA selection committee, the early top seeds, does have Marquette as a, a three seed. Okay, are you cheering for Marquette to win it all? What are the chances that they they will make it a magical run in March? Well, I mean, it's just like anybody else. Uh, I'd say Marquette is one of you know this year. 10 or 12 teams that could conceivably win the whole thing if they get it together in the right time and the right way. Uh, one of the things you absolutely have to have in the NCAA tournament is stellar backcourt play and at least one guy who's going to have next-level talent. Well, Marcus Howard is a backcourt player who has next-level talent. So I'd say they've got you know the two key characteristics to make the Final Four. But we all know after the first round, the NCAA tournament is about who you play, how healthy you are. All the coaches like to say matchups, and, and they're right. A lot of coaches speak as nonsense and dribble, blah, blah, blather, blather. We're so young. The other teams are so good. I don't know how we ever win a game. Uh, you know, all that nonsense. But, but they're right about that. The NCAA tournament's about matchups. So, depending on who Marquette plays, yeah. They, could they win it all? Sure. Okay. Thoughts on the, before we let you go, Marcus, you haven't really got to bask in the glory of another <laughs> Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Super Bowl. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, let's just remember now, everybody got the score wrong, but I did predict the Patriots would win by 10, and they did. But it certainly was far from an easy Super Bowl win, uh, you know, a lot of that game was – I was super tense in that game until about halfway through the third quarter when I realized that Bill was just so far superior to anybody else in the NFL as far as coaching that he's going to take a team that, you know, routinely rang up 33 points a game this year, and they're not going to score a touchdown. I did see several people saying, how is it that the Patriots defense dominated the game and won the game and nobody on the Patriots' defense got to vote for MVP. And I'll tell you how that can be. It's the typical example of how the Patriots are. Bill Belichick says routinely every year, the NFL, as far as he's concerned, is not about accumulating talent. It's about building a team. They played as a team. They won as a team. And frankly, that's one of the reasons why Tom has three MVP awards. Maybe it's four. I can't even remember. But the reason is, you know, the quarterback is the most obvious player on the team. 
So when you've got the quarterback, that's the easiest guy to give your MVP award. Did Edelman deserve it? He definitely had the best offensive performance of anybody on the offense. Uh, but the defense didn't get votes because they played completely as a team. Mm-hmm. And, yep. of course, I did want to mention the coolest thing that happened during the week of the Super Bowl wasn't even during the game. What was that? Well, I'm sure you may have heard about it or seen it by now, but our friend, the fastest human that ever lived, oh, yes. Usain Lightning Bolt, was at the Super Bowl, dressed in street clothes and regular tennis shoes. He was at the NFL fan experience. So some friends of him said, look, they've got a, they've got a 40-timer here. You could run the 40-yard dash. So Usain Bolt, just for... You know, laughs and giggles. I'll edit that term. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Gets down in a halfway stance. The buzzer or whatever goes off. And he runs the fastest 40 time ever recorded. Ties John Ross, who spent months in training, on a track, wearing special shoes and athletic gear. At the peak of his life, Usain Bolt's 32 years old. Because I remember when he was winning nine medals in the Olympics, you know, you would hear it occasionally players from other sports, including the NFL, say, oh, I think I could beat him in the 40. So let's now remember, no, you could not. No one ever could. It's just unbelievable that Usain Bolt, one of the greatest athletes in history, just casually at the age of 32, shows up and runs the fastest 40 ever recorded. And if you watch the video, the last 10 yards, it looks like he kind of pulls up because they had some kind of crap beyond the finish line, some boxes or some stuff. And he didn't want to run into them. I agree. I love stuff like that. Somebody at the drop of a hat. I like the big three league. I like athletes who do things. They accomplish, um, you know, the height of of um, success in their sport, then they randomly apply it in different ways. So I love it, Marcus. As always, we appreciate your call. Thank you so much, Marcus. Um, We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Thank you very much, Marcus. Go Vols. Go Vols. Wow. Yeah, he is a Tennessee guy. And like I said earlier, Kentucky has a couple big games coming up this week. LSU, the number 21 team in the country. At Rupp Tuesday. And then Saturday at 8 p.m., number one team in the country, Tennessee, led by Rick Barnes against the Kentucky Wildcats. What do you think of the Usain Bolt thing? What Should, should he have played in the NFL? It's probably not. I mean. <laughs> Could he have? He's 6'5". It would have been cool to see him run the 40 in his prime with cleats on, right? Getting hit. Is not good for you. No, probably. and pads. You know, it just, says here he's worth ninety million. What did Antonio Brown run his forty in? It wasn't fast, but on the field, he just so happens to be the you know. Well, the Bengals creates have, the most separation amongst receivers. I think he run, ran like a four five eight. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how well it transfers. Uh, John Ross still kind of coming along, right? My Bengals have John Ross, so that means they're really good. Pick, yeah. That means they're really good, right? Yeah. Right. Right. No, Jerry Rice didn't run a fast 40, did he? I don't think so. I don't believe so. No. So it doesn't always translate. 
route running is where it's at. And he's worth $90 million on his own. <laughs> Usain Bolt's life is interesting. Did you ever see that interview with him where him and his girlfriend have talked about how she can't cheat on him, but it's okay for him to cheat on her? Have you heard about that? No, I don't think so. She's comfortable with it. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, And he can win. He can tie a, a 40 at the drop of a hat. And he's the most famous person in his, in his country, right? Bob Marley, probably. That's living. Okay. Who's the most famous Jamaican ever? Bob Marley. I, probably. Number two, Usain Bolt. Bobsled team. The bobsled team, the movie. John Candy is the third most famous Jamaican <laughs> ever. <laughs> he, he's Jamaican, I think. Um, so great call, as always, from Marcus. He touched on a few different things. Yeah. Thoughts on, on, on his call? Um, I was going to – where do you stand on this alliance of American football? Is it, are we flooding the market with football, Kelly? I think it's cool. I think it's good for the progression of the sport. It's funny because they're, on one hand, in our country right now, we've got a contingency of people who say football's dying. It's dead. I mean, I know some of my friends who are convinced football is not only dying, it's already dead. It's just a matter of time before it's extinct. Okay. Then on the other hand, it's thriving. And they're looking to possibly even expand it. They got Mike Martz. And Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier. I saw Mike Martz last night. I also saw a great catch on the sideline, a big hit. It almost looks like they let him hit a little bit more. I mean, quarterbacks, one quarterback got uh, rocked. I don't know if you saw the highlights of it. Berkovich, I believe his name is. But I recognized a couple of the players out there. Mike Martz is only 67, not quite as old as I thought he was. He'll always be remembered, in my opinion, as the – what offensive coordinator for the greatest show on turf, right? Head coach. Head coach. It was Dick for me on the Mike Martz. So. Okay, yep. Uh, so that'll be what he's always remembered as. It's and then kind you of revolutionizing yeah. the game with that, with Marshall Falk coming out of the backfield, catching passes. And, and then you're going to have the Corey XFL Holt. coming soon, too. I think it's cool. I mean, that's uh, capitalism, right? Yeah. The more competition, the more uh, success that Bellator has competing with the UFC, the True. better for the UFC. I do believe that. Um, so over the long run, the more football. And you know what's wild is having people who, not to use any names, but I've talked to some people who played in the NFL. It's a ruthless deal, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We <laughs> talked about MMA. I'd say they're in a similar boat. You can be really good at football, play it in college, All-American, make it to the NFL, and then you get cut, and you're broke, and you got injuries. Yeah. You're, you're, you get smashed into You're on the practice squad for a little bit, maybe, and you get to practice, <laughs> but you get to get hurt and smashed into, and these people are sprinting at each other. and No lifetime insurance policy. No. Average uh, life of an NFL running back is like 3.4 years or something in the NFL. Yeah. Not life, but, you know. I think Trent Richardson's in this AAF league. God. Is I he mean, the biggest bust ever? I mean, there's some there's some recognizable names. What was he drafted? Second. I believe. I wonder what he's getting paid. I bet he's broke. <laughs> Why would you assume that? Because I, cuts, I assume right? that all athletes are broke. I do. I just do. 
I think today now they obviously have more there's Michael Jordan and LeBron James. There's some exceptions. Yeah. But if they're not one of those guys, I'm like, you well, see, name one, name somebody. How do you think Latrell Sprewell is doing right now? I'm saying that's a lot of the, uh, '90s players that really didn't have the knowledge that a lot of these players have today. With I don't think there's a whole era where everybody was broke, and now the players know that today. Mm-hmm. You know, you mean Joe Lewis, the boxer, who no, 50, I mean, 50 years ago dwindled away his money, and then so everybody learned from that, right? Is that no, what you mean? I'm, everybody the learned that the, 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 the knowledge was out there, so everybody picked up on with, it, and their financial acumen no, grew. With, with the addition of the internet and social media, I think uh, uh, young players were a lot are a lot more aware of. You could go broke quick. You better, you know. But a lot of people that I talk to are still like this. Well, he's a professional athlete, so he's rich. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought me a car. I mean, Antoine Walker. But then on the other hand, there's Jamal Mashburn. There's Junior Bridgman. There are people who, to some, to some, it sinks in and they use it. Who's the Who's an example of a guy, uh, an, uh, a famous athlete who takes pride in driving an old car? You know, there's a yeah. handful of them, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, this is a whole different topic in itself. Yeah. Did you see that broke? Uh, ESPN 30 for 30 broke? No. I watched it. Golly. Did you see LeBron was at the Virginia Duke game last night? No, I didn't see that. In the stands? Is, is Zion Williamson the next LeBron? You know, he, he owns that um, agency where he, you know, he has a lot of agents through his clutch sports that kind of run a lot of players. Anthony Davis is on it. Um, I, he's probably recruiting for that, right? Yeah. Good for him. I, I think that's good. I honestly think it would be good if LeBron became a billionaire, you know? Yeah. Right? And then owned a team. Michael Jordan's doing pretty well. I've had Derek Anderson in studio with me multiple times here. I mean, he's doing pretty well. If you do the right things, it can work. You know, it's not every story is Antoine Walker. I'm not, you know what I mean? But hopefully LeBron helps to promote that type of thing. I like LeBron. Everybody hates on LeBron. I like him. I think he does good things. He's, you know, outspoken politically and do all my opinions align with his? No. I do think he's a positive presence out there. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. we got our man Blue is on the line with us. Blue, how are you this morning? What do you say, Kelly? Not much, man. We appreciate you calling in. Oh, man, I enjoy your show, Kelly. When I call in, man, it's not that I can't hang on, man. Something came up around the crib and I had to take care of that, man. I I love your show, man. Man, I told you before, man. You, you you conduct a great show, man. You you like the old school people. You talk with your your people that call in. You don't force them on and then force them off like a lot of people do. Hey, let me start by saying you said something about Indiana. I gotta say, old man, Indiana. Ha ha ha! Start another losing streak, man. I hate them. <laughs> hey, uh, I really do, man. I really do. Hey, uh, the the Louisville game, man. I was shocked to see that they lost. I was watching Louisville play, man, and Ram man making it rain with a three. Yeah. Lua was in control and up by, what, I think 10. So I switched over to watch my second-best team, the Duke Blue Devils, man. And I heard Lua lost. I was really shocked, man. I, I really was. Hey, um, uh, your, your recruiting gurus, Steve, Chris, and Gary, why don't y'all talk more about recruiting, man? Kentucky's about to get one. Well, not about to get. They're, they're in the list for um, number one player in, in, in the nation. 
Is that right? The Weaver? Okay. Yeah, no, no. We'll have our man Gary Love will be back in studio with us next uh, Sunday. So we appreciate the, the interest. In all seriousness, Blue, we want to okay. cater to our listeners. You want more recruiting talk? We will focus on doing oh, that. Man. Doc, do you got any do- updates on that? You follow the, the recruiting for Kentucky? Not as – to be honest with you uh, – Blue, that's not my forte. That is why we have at Scouting You, Gary Love, in studio with us regularly. And I appreciate you mentioning that. He'll be back in with us next Sunday. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I thought Steve and Chris were also. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, give me your, your take on the Tennessee game uh, coming up. I think they'll be the LSU, man. Uh, pretty much all I got, man. Uh, oh, oh, uh, back Kentucky, man, the chance to win the championship. I'll stick to what I said, man. As long as Calipari is there, man, I, uh-uh. No, and, and it's, it's not about winning or losing, man. It's how you put your players in position. Coaching is about putting them in position, man. And, and I just don't like the way, way Calipari. Okay. I don't like the way he coach. I'm a Kentucky fan. I'm not a Calipari fan, man. So, and it's probably winning it all, Duke, baby, Duke. Okay. Thanks, Great stuff as always from man Blue. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, he calls in for. He's a Kentucky fan, but he makes it clear to not back off of his stance that he's not a Calipari fan. Right? Very interesting, yeah. I like Kentucky basketball fans are an interesting breed because they're so knowledgeable. Right? Doc, when you got involved with the show, you said to me, oh, yeah, big Kentucky basketball fan. Grew up in Lexington, right? right? Correct. Okay. That tells me, if somebody says that, just like if you say you're an Ohio State Buckeyes football fan, that tells me that you're very knowledgeable about that and everything that goes into it. Uh, Doc, you articulated a point last week that you think uh, Joe B. Hall was a better coach than Rick Pitino. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's an opinion, and, it, you know, it's subjective. You know, everybody has opinions. Blue, Kentucky fan, who's got his opinions, kind of like a Yankees fan, right? You know, everybody's not on board with it. That's what makes those type of jobs so – such a pressure cooker, really. <laughs> I wonder how Blue would feel, though, if they did win it all. I mean, is he going to be um... – and they've already won. or not because Cal won, you know? Good question. I wouldn't be surprised if Blue calls back in. Not to get on the air, just to address that. He, uh, he'll support him. He, he calls in each week as Blue, okay? I, I kind of went the other way on this. I, th- I think when the season started, I was pretty down on Kentucky. I, it felt like I heard this every single offseason about how good they were. And then, you know, the season started. They got blown out by Duke. But I think this team's coming around. I think they're – I think um, – you know, how deep they are and the guard talent with Johnson, Haggins, Hero. I mean, I, I think they're too deep. And shoot, as long as they don't run, you know, they won't have to play Duke early on, right? Our man Chris Embry, who's in studio with us, um, he's behind the scenes on the production side as we get Doc up to speed on everything on, over there. He predicted prior to the season this Kentucky team would win. Yeah. It all. Okay. Cal, if he wins a second title, guys like Blue, um, the, the obviously Blue's a very informed sports fan and a Kentucky basketball fan. He'll have to at least acknowledge that they've won two, right? I mean, Cal, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. If you win it all, there's that. It puts yeah. you on a short list. Who's won two titles? I mean, we could t- get into a historical conversation uh, guys like Calhoun, who? Nova, okay. But who, which coaches? I guess we could say Rick has. Doc, am I allowed to say that? 
that Rick has won two titles? <laughs> Which coaches have won? Has Rick Patino won two titles? It's a factual statement. Well, for now. <laughs> well, they had to take it down. Okay. So, but but not many coaches. Bobby Knight won three, right? I think Calhoun yeah, won. Yeah, Wright, Co- Coach K. Uh, Calhoun won three. Yeah. Beheim won one, I think. So if so, Cal can can take himself from that list of guys who won one to guys who have won two, yeah. it kind of sounds like Blue doesn't think he's the best X's and O's guys, right? He just said, he made a comment that he doesn't think that they're put in the possess- best position on the floor. Sure, maybe sounded like his argument a little bit. But whoever, okay, and I'm not a, a Cal defender every week or anything like that. Whoever could take. A rotating cast year in, year out of so many incoming freshmen and, and, and coach them up to where the, it does work as a cohesive unit each year. Does that make sense, what I'm describing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying I disagree with Blue. Blue is, I think he told us one time, he's 66 years old and he's been a Kentucky fan his entire life. So, by all means, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, if they get knocked out this year, guys like that are just going to stick around. They're going to say, right, Doc? Yeah, it's it's hard to find a Kentucky fan who, after they go out and they go, well, uh, what's the next team down on the uh, – Louisville's not too far down the road. Most of the Kentucky fans, I mean, they're born Kentucky fan. They go in the grave of Kentucky fan, regardless of – and luckily for Kentucky fans, there's not too many terrible years um, that occur. Not in the Cal era. No, correct, not in the Cal era. Yeah, back uh, – Tubby Smith was rough near his ending. Uh, and then if we have unmentionable uh, Billy Clyde. We don't want to talk about him. It, that was a terrible era in its own right. But uh, Kentucky fans, I guess, yeah, they're kind of blessed. Certainly throughout most of their lifetimes, they have decent coach, decent team. Got a text in from our man Gary Love updating on us on this. Anthony Edwards, the number one player in the country, is picking between Kentucky and Georgia. On Monday, uh, we're in Southern Indiana here. We know who the coach of Georgia is. Yep, Tom Crean. They, they might land the number one player in the country. They we're might, g- yeah. We're gonna. I head- think I, maybe I've read that he's he's kind of leaning that way too. Yeah, we'll see. But Monday, so tomorrow, we'll figure out if Tom Crean or Calipari wins that. We're gonna head to a break. The Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. Do you have thoughts on this decision tomorrow? Um, Number one player in the country is deciding between Kentucky and, I'll repeat it, Georgia. I mean, uh, behind the scenes, the NCAA has basically said that you can give players money, right? Making it rain. Yeah. There's money going on. Well, you don't think Georgia honestly recruited this kid? Nor Kentucky. Nope, I don't. So we're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be right back. When you get tight, you're all right. But hot Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM. What's the AM signal, Steve? 1450. 1450 AM. WXVW. The Big X. 
tomorrow we'll find out if the number one player in the country chooses to stay at home. He's from Georgia and play for Georgia and Tom Crean or go to Lexington and play for the Kentucky Wildcats. Tom Crean's a little bit creepy and his detractors really jump into that, right? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Have you really not? I have not. There's uh, multiple pictures of him kissing, you know, his son on the mouth, things like that. Tom Brady, multiple pictures of him kissing. I don't know if they're faked pictures. Well, Tom Brady recently kissed uh, Robert Kraft after he won the Super Bowl, but on the mouth. Hey, you just won the Super Bowl. So you're saying if you won the Super Bowl, Anything you would kiss goes. one of your male buddies on the mouth? Is that isn't that's if if that's what you're saying? Say, that's okay. Let me tell you this: I th- if it happened by accident. Like I think it did with Robert and Tom, I wouldn't care you, if the media blew up out of, out of proportion, right? Okay. I'm married to a, a supermodel. Why would I care? So you th- you're saying you think it happened on accident? <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. You're right. Um, you know, it's a pretty interesting how something like that who else i can't think of any other sports figures tom brady and tom crean is there something with the name tom i don't know oxmore chrysler dodge jeep and ram buzzline is 502-384-1450 if it doesn't matter that's okay we can move past it yeah. i'm ready to move past it clearly we'll find out tomorrow if tom crean lands the number one player in the country clearly his tenure with the indiana hoosiers did not end well Right? It did not. He had a couple good years there, right? We, we, we've we talked about Marquette quite a bit today. He had a good run with Marquette. Yep. Ended up going on to the Hoosiers. Bigger job, bigger spotlight, and he kind of flaked out. He had some high seeds. I don't think he ever made it to the Sweet 16. Is that what it is? He made, he made the Sweet 16 one time. This is why I like having the production team here. I look over at Chris. Yeah. I say he never made He did it. Chris corrected me. He made the Sweet 16 one time. That's it. They hung a banner for the Sweet 16. Maybe this is our way to get Rick back close to home. Maybe you could take the Indiana job. How great would that be? At what point, in all seriousness, we say Archie Miller is... Cut. Um, now? You know, it kind of seems like if Langford and Morgan just don't have a good game, they don't have a chance. I don't know. I'd give them a little bit more time. You said they may still make the tournament this year, so yeah, let's a lot pump of people, the brakes. A lot of people are, are saying that. I am I mean, you're going to have to... They're 13 and 10. And yeah. You know, math That's is not my strong suit, but 13 and 10 doesn't sound very good. It does not. No. I agree with you. So, we'll see. We appreciate Blue's call. Uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow where we'll have Anthony Edwards... Picking between Georgia and Kentucky. Yep. Hey, I say if I, if I'm a if I'm a UK fan, ride the wave. It could always get worse. I'm 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 a bit nervous myself. I mean, Ohio State football's had a turnover in coach. Is that I mean really count as a turnover? Yeah, everybody just assumes they'll pick up where they leave off. And, I think and, so. And do, I don't know. Continuity's big. Let's say he has three losses this year in football. I mean, do do your recruits start dropping after that? Uh, what if you have four losses? What if Urban Meyer starts going on recruiting trips with him? He could. He very well could. Okay, well. We don't know that he's going to do that, though. No, but he wants the football team to do well, right? 
Um, Justin Fields, the Georgia quarterback, has just been ruled eligible yesterday to play. But you know they have like two quarterbacks on the roster. I don't. What if they have a a, a major letdown of a season? I don't. I think you can go from winning to. Um, I understand you as being a, big a bad t- program, big time really Buckeyes quick. fan. I understand you're worried about this. I don't think people across the country would echo those sentiments. All right, I, Doc. I mean, Ohio State doesn't seem like they're headed downhill. No, I'm I'm, I'm just saying. I mean. Those Urban Meyer years were great. I'm not, I'm not going to take those for granted. They certainly right? were. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're drawing a parallel there, right, with Calipari at Kentucky. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It'd be kind of like if, if Calipari said, I'm stepping down from being the coach, health issues, I'm going to instead be the what's, – what's Urban Meyer's title? Assistant AD. Assistant AD. I want to be the assistant AD um, to Barnhart at Kentucky and uh, Kenny Payne will be the new coach, right? Or Robic. I like Robic's headband. It's different in college basketball. College basketball and football are different animals. Especially in that situation, it wouldn't matter as much because Cal, he goes to another school, you then would worry about him taking recruits. Like if Urban Meyer went to, let's say... USC. Yeah, he left Ohio State, and for some reason he went to USC. That would be a big deal. You'd have transfers, you'd have recruits going Mm -hmm. there. I don't see it as being as big of an issue. Now, are they going to win the title next year? I know that's what your expectations are, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I like the parallel. Ohio State Buckeyes football and Kentucky basketball. Doc, am I giving too much credit to Ohio State's the Ohio State Buckeyes? No. Uh, well, I don't know if that would be a uh, comparison I would draw. <laughs> who Who is on the same – Playing is Kentucky basketball, in your opinion. As far as college football? As far as anything. New York Yankees? Expectations being that high year in, year out. Steve, who, who am I leaving off? I don't, I don't know. To compare those two, I don't know. College football, college basketball. Alabama expectations are pretty high right now. Nick yep. Saban seems pretty stressed year in, year out. <laughs> right? Yeah. What's going to happen with him? How happy is he that Clemson came out and basically said, yeah, we <laughs> we had guys juicing? He's happy. No one's going to remember that, man. No, it's rushed right? under the rug. You're right. Yeah. All that matters is who won it. Obviously. It's all that matters in life, really. You know, it doesn't <laughs> winning. matter how you win. It's true. It doesn't matter how you get to the top. All that matters is that you get to the top. Good point. Take Austrian if you have to, right? Yeah, you know, once again, I'm not familiar with those terms. Clearly, you are. That's okay. I appreciate how you showed me the pic of yourself shirtless last week. I mean, coincidence? I don't know. Did I look good enough to make you think I you could look, be taking something? You look pretty good. You look pretty good. That's okay. Um, yeah, Austrian. I thought you were talking about a coach or something. Austrian. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Ostertag, Greg Ostertag. I don't know. I was thinking Ed of Orgeron. Yeah. Ed Orgeron. He's awesome. He is, yeah. <laughs> if you talk about somebody who's just an awesome interview, did you hear the one where he was in the press conference and he just goes, yeah, can you do a good impression of him? I cannot. Doc, you got a good impression he, of Ed Orchard? Uh, Real scratchy he's voice. He's a Cajun, yeah. yeah. A.J. Jenkins from uh, Louisiana, right? Is that what he said? From Louisiana? So, I mean, you, you, you take uh, – People from that area, and that's sometimes how they sound. I saw a press conference where he started yelling at people, and he said, Hey, guys, stop, stop, 
We're doing a press conference here. Yeah. Stop. Shut up. You know? That's exciting. We've just got a little bit left. We do. A little bit of time left. What has you most excited right now? NBA is um, always exciting. I love how Marc Gasol went to the Raptors. Yeah, he he did. They uh, flipped uh, Jonas Valanciunas for for Marc Gasol, right? No, they still have him. Oh, really? Yeah. You- yeah, Raptors got Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kyle Lowry, and the Sixers are beefed, beefed up, too. Yeah, they got uh, Tobias Harris. Yeah, yep. So the Sixers are real beefed up. LeBron James came out yesterday and said, now that I'm not in the East, and I don't disagree with him, now that I'm not in the East, everybody thinks they can make the finals. And really it's the looking to me like the um, Raptors or the Sixers. I think the Sixers with Joel Embiid would be Bucks? awesome. The Bucks too. You can't leave them out. How many teams in the NBA are, are happy? Like uh, the None. whole team. The Warriors? No. They're not? Um, James Harden. He just gets to shoot as much as he wants. Yeah. No, he's happy. He's happy. He should be happy. <laughs> I love how Terry Rozier hit a three-pointer yesterday, and everybody's linking it, saying it was a James Harden-esque three, because he did. He took a couple extra steps. Yeah. Uh, I heard Bob Valvano, who obviously he was raised by a, a New York uh, referee. Okay. That's his dad. I forget his name. Um, so he's been around basketball his whole life. I mean, the guy knows basketball better than anyone, or as well as anyone. And he acknowledged on Twitter the other day, he said, yeah, James Harden, when he touches the ball, he walks. <laughs> what is that? What's going on? Why do they allow that? I know it's for ratings. Um, but if it's not going to work in my nine-year-old son's league, yeah. Why, why do they get to do it at the next level? Isn't that weird? I know that's a whole different can of worms, but I like I, I, I like James Harden. My my dad has been watching basketball for a long time, and he says James Harden is the craftiest player he's ever seen. He's crafty. He is, yep. Now, are the Rockets going to win it all? No. But they're exciting. Yeah, Chris Paul could come back healthy, right? I guess they could. They could make a run. It could happen. Chris they've, Paul is not washed up. They've got Austin Rivers off the bench, right? Nene Hilario. <laughs> Who I like. Yeah. Yeah, Nene. Uh-huh. Warriors are going to win it all. The, 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 let, let's cut right to the chase. The are. Warriors are going to yeah. win it all. Okay, then baseball. Okay. My Reds, have we moved past the NBA? <laughs> is there any question? Doc, who's going to win the NBA Finals? So that means... That means you should just stop talking about it? No, we can still talk given. about it because Draymond Green and Kevin Durant might really hate each other and they might implode. That's not completely foreign. We saw Draymond Green do that that one year. We kept Remember what is, he was doing? He kept kicking people in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, for lack of probably a better why, term. Probably why they lost that 3-1 lead, remember? Yeah, it is why. He got suspended a game. Fortunately, he doesn't do that anymore for the sake of his team. Um, so they might implode. Which would be exciting to see. Yeah, who from the West goes, though, if not the Warriors? Could be the Lakers. Or if it's the Nuggets. Nuggets are are doing well. You're right. The Lakers, he didn't... didn't, um, This isn't the team LeBron wants, though, Kelly. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Did you see where you said I wouldn't want them, to be honest, though. I, I know I'm a perpetual LeBron defender. I am. I wouldn't want that team either. That's not who I would want. I'd rather try to get Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'd try to get Anthony Davis. I would. Okay. 
did you see uh, the picture of all of them sitting on the bench and he was about th- three to four seats away from his teammates? No, I didn't. He's the best player in the NBA. He still is, okay? Now, we can pretend that he's not. That's why we... he's the most powerful too, right? I mean, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay, if you're the top dog, you are the top dog. You are. Guy who owns this station, Dugan Ryan, he gets to call the shots for this station. That's how life works. Um, you know, that's just how, how it is. Now, you can be one of those guys who walks around going, man, that's not fair. God, it's not fair. LeBron gets all this power. Well, he's the best player in the NBA. He has power. Yep. Right? Now, will the how many consecutive years has he made the finals? Nine? I think this would be the Eight. tenth. Eight. Okay, so maybe this would be the ninth in a row. I don't know. I am engaged with the NBA. We don't have to move to Major League Baseball quite yet. I like I, I NBA was my first love. I've always loved the NBA. Doc, are you an NBA fan? Big NBA fan. Okay. Doc's a great fit for the show here. MMA fighter. Right? Kentucky fan. NBA fan. You like Major League Baseball? I've been to some You're out. baseball games. Get out. Get uh, the hell out of here. I'm a Reds fan, though, as far as base. Casual okay. Reds well, you're back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, NFL, you you follow it. You're familiar. Correct. Okay. I saw the – who's the guy for the uh, the best player for the Indians? Uh, Lindor. Francisco Lindor. He's injured. And the he, best shortstop in baseball, you mean? Yep. He's five. He's not very tall, is he? How tall is he? I don't know. The one guy for the uh, – Jose Altuve for the Astros is the shorter guy. Um, so he's out for a little bit, but he'll be back not far after the Major League Baseball season starts. Mm-hmm. So I saw Lindor has an injury. What's sexy about baseball this year? If you were Kyler Murray, would you play baseball in front of football? I've always said that – or for many years I have said that, yes, go the baseball route. Because you can still play for the Louisville Bats at some point where you're making like 300000 a year and you're considered to be washed up and they don't even think you're going to get a shot in the at the big leagues anymore. Mm-hmm. Longevity is much better in baseball. Now, if you get a gig as Rodney Pete as the backup quarterback, occasionally you'll see somebody who really milks the system and you'll tip your cap to him. But there's so many more examples of it in baseball, right? Baseball is a institution from the top down. They've got triple A, they got double A, they've got single A, they've got rookie league ball, they've got, you know, it's a, a whole different there's so many guys on each roster. Occasionally people will switch positions. Baseball is is America's favorite pastime, and I love it. I'm not always as engaged. I'm a lifetime lifetime Cincinnati Reds fan. Uh this year, I hope after the first ten games of the season, they'll be in the running for a, a NL Central pennant, and I can be engaged at least for the first 10 games of the season, that's where my expectation is for this year. 10 games in, I want to be engaged. After that, they'll probably flake out. I get it. But Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, <laughs> who, who has had some already exciting quotes. He said, I'm so excited about playing for the Reds this year that uh, I know that only pitchers and catchers are reporting right now. I'm thinking about switching positions so that I can go re- report. Like, what? You're going to switch positions, man? Are you crazy? He clearly is crazy. Doc, you're a, a, a Reds fan. You excited about Yasiel Puig? Uh, 
that's I think very good draw uh, uh, as far as fans are concerned. Uh, last Reds game I went to, Ken Griffey Jr. was still playing for the Reds. Wow. Last one I went to in person. Uh, I've watched the Reds every once in a while, every few years. Last year was terrible. I think I watched one Reds game. and uh, I mean, I'd look at them, how they're doing on the Internet, and it, it looked like it was a very rough year for them last year. It's difficult for me to sell it to my, my kids. I got a 10-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son. I want them to be Reds fans with me, right? But how do you get them engaged? I remember in 2010 they were both one and two. I think yeah, one and two, and they were in the running for it. And I would watch Fox Sports Ohio at night, and I would in the background. You know, you can have a baseball game on, and you're making dinner, and that can be a part of your life. Listening on the radio, listening to a baseball game on the radio where your team comes back and wins. I mean, there's second. There, there's nothing really else in life or in the sporting world, in my opinion, that's that exciting. Up, oh, two on. Bottom of the ninth, down by one run. Oh, got a double. Reds win. This one belongs to the Reds. That is a unique feeling. Doesn't happen that much right now where it even matters. They still win games. You can always find a silver lining. Uh, you know, Peraza or, or whatever of, of the Reds' current players that have a good year. But... It's different, man. It's different. You excited about the Indians this year, Steve? Uh, I'm not there yet. I no. think I just got into college basketball since football season's over. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is kind of just when college basketball season's starting for me. We want to thank A.J. Jenkins of Louisville Combat Academy for coming in. Yep. S- Steve Driver. Hey, uh, Myself, Kelly Patrick. German yep. Shepherd's going to win today, I-, I predict. We okay. finally got to it. Okay. German Shepherd. Doc Parks, Chris Embry, great job on the production side. We're going to wrap things up here. Been a great show. Be sure to join us next Sunday from 9 to 11. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.